day job. Let's go. Look at me, Damien. The blackest day. Of the front time. As the stinger continues to say, this is Blade Job episode 48. I am, as always, one of the hosts, Steve Carley, with me today, virtually staying home, staying safe, staying sane, Eric Marshak. What's up, buddy? What's up? I'm not, yeah, I'm staying home. I'm actually, you know, I'm not really staying home. I'm uh, a central worker, bud. Someone's got to drive those high lows. (laughs) Uh, load up trucks. I mean, to, to be fair, driving a high-low sounds pretty cool. I would probably brave the COVID for that. Yeah, I mean, I just sit up there all day and uh, stack pallets and whatnot, but it's... That actually, that sounds really badass. I kind of like that. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Eric, uh, I gotta tell you, two movies in a row? When, how often do we do this? Movie we haven't done it in a row. while, but, you know, we're just, we're, we're like everyone else. We're just trying to get by right now follow-up question to you uh two how many three or four italian movies in a row here is this our third one do we go from deep red to contagion to what did we watch last oh no the living dead was uh technically spanish wasn't it or something yes i think so but it did have some italian finger it did have some grubby italian fingers (laughs) all over it yeah, I mean, we're we, at this point. I think we've covered more foreign than American. So, well, what does that what does that it. tell you? You know, step it up, America. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when it comes to '80s slashers and gore, come on. Yeah, America, pathetic. All right, we're talking about stage fright today, Eric. Uh, Eric, what other name? What other names <laughs> do we just? Anybody can just assume that any movie we talk about it has no fewer than six other names. Do you have yeah. a list or anything, Eric? I do have a list. I so I so I think what I watched it on was actually called Stage Fright Semicolon Aquarius. Which I, I didn't ask about that. Why? I don't know I why it was that. But and, and then I, I've seen it. It's also just been listed as Aquarius, and I don't know why it's called that. I think is that the name name of the play in the movie? Perhaps I don't even know. I don't know if the play's name is ever mentioned, but I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's called Aquarius. I mean, I don't. I literally have no idea what else it would be, why it would be called Aquarius otherwise, you know? But we got we got several other names, too. We got Deliria, which I which don't I, I, believe I, is an English word, but... I like it, though. I like that. I, I like it's it, It's a good too. name. And uh, Bloody Bird. <laughs> which... That's less cool. I mean, it's, it's straightforward, but it's less cool. And then Soundstage Massacre, because, you know... Everything in the 80s just needed massacre on it. This podcast is proof of that because we've been dishing out the massacres left and right, honestly. So that's those are the three. I mean, there's a slew of like other, you know, foreign language ones that I'm sure have just funny translations. But I think this is like my favorite part of the episodes now is where we just look at the also <laughs> released as feature on IMDb long list if we and we if we named them all it would this this these episodes would be three and a half hours long so yeah exactly we just do we just cover but a taste uh before we get to that i mean we do have a, a very important blade dropper of the week we'll get to of course this is kind of a a more sad one than usual but we'll get to that we'll give him his time in the spotlight for sure yeah but but, but let's jump into that, some updates yeah eric you want to go first here what have you been watching bud 
I I feel like you should go first because I got I got some heavy hitter. I got some actual stuff worth talking about. I'm looking at yours here, and well, it's just crazy because I'm looking at your list here, and I think you're, for once you're in contemporary times. <laughs> yeah, which is you know that's uh that's foreign to me. Usually you're the kind of guy that live in the 80s and 90s and 70s, but hey, fair enough. All right, I guess I'll go first. And I mean I I don't. I think I've mentioned at least more than once on this podcast. I don't watch a whole lot of movies like at home these days. I mean, shit, especially now. With I don't know theaters. why. I don't know why either, dude. <laughs> Same thing for TV shows. Like if I told you, if I had a list of all the TV series I've started but never finished, it'd be endless. It'd be ridiculous. So I don't know what it is. I guess I just have, o, you know, was it o, OCD or not o, ADD, not OCD, ADD. Uh, so I don't know. Who knows? But so I, a couple, I, well, actually, this actually ties into this. So it's not really horror, but I've been playing a shit ton of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which takes place in, you know, ancient Greece. Mm. So I, I, think I, I think I technically beat the game a couple nights ago. And I hit, okay. right as I hit 65 hours of in-game time, and then right as I hit level 60, I thought, you know what? I'm craving more ancient Greece. So I, th- I said, I'm going to put in a movie that I think is perfect. I think it's flawless, and it's near and dear to my heart, and I put it in the movie 300. So uh, I've seen this movie many, many times. I saw it in theaters back in 07. I turned 17 that year. So I think I think this was a group of us who went, a group of my pals, and I think our dads had to kind of take us because we couldn't see it yet. Because <laughs> yeah, so the the dad it was a packed theater. I remember it very well. The uh, the dad sat way in the front, and all the all the, all the hot shot kids sat in the back, which is funny because nowadays I would totally sit where the dad sit, but that's a whole other uh, you know idea. But uh, and I loved the shit out of it. I thought it was fantastic, and I still I still stand by the fact that the movie's flawless, even though people love to hate on it. So. Uh, it was really cool. I mean, I I didn't get to see it in theaters. I, I'm several years younger than you. I was a wee little fifteen year old. You're not like, yeah, it's not that younger than me. But I I did see it pretty soon after. I saw it on on a. It might have been, I think I I remember like we I rent renting it on like Blu-ray, putting in like the OG PS3 and watching it oh yeah yeah dude cool. i mean i i uh actually i own it on blu-ray as well so i watched it which is funny because i'm trying to get rid of all my blu-ray movies because i just don't watch them anymore so um i need to do that but so i so there are a couple of movies that i want to watch from that from that pile that i have just because you know one last time before i give them all away but 300 was definitely on there and yeah it's still perfect it's amazing i i don't know what else to say about that damn movie i know it's like a meme you know the whole remember back in 07 with the whole this is sparta and the kick and that was like a big meme you know before memes mm-hmm. were a thing yeah i mean because that I was also of, i kind of find myself reminiscing about pre-meme times quite often <laughs> i can't agree with you more than that um because 07 06 is around the time too when i kind of started getting big into this stuff so that was i guess a pretty uh pretty uh formative you know time for me so that movie just came at the right time i loved it it's still great uh so another movie that i watched what no i said oh yeah like no it definitely holds (laughs) up as one of the best action movies of i think that 2000s gorgeous and blu-ray too holy shit um so the other movie i watch is called the childhood of a leader Mm -hmm. so uh there is an actor brady corbett he's kind of like he was in the remake of funny games he was one of the two guys terrorizing the family i'm not sure if you've seen funny games or not i didn't care for it but anyway it turns out he's an incredible director a writer director because he's made two movies since 2015 
and the first is the childhood of a leader. Um, I don't really have any reason to put it on this list other than just to rave about it and hope that anybody listening to this gives it a watch on Hulu because nobody makes movies like him uh, anymore. Or, yeah, no one makes movies like him. And then he made a movie two years ago called The Vox Lux, which is also on Hulu. I haven't heard of I either of these. <laughs> I, I think you would like The Childhood of a Leader. It takes place hmm. right after World War One. It's got... Um, uh, shit, who are these people? I'm t- oh my god, Berenice Bijou from The Artist. It's got uh, Robert Pattinson. This this is in 2015, so he was oh, just. Okay. So this is post Twilight when Pattinson said, "You know what? I got all this fuck you money. I'm gonna start doing good indie shit." And he is. Um, it's 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 just no one makes movies like him. So I just if, give it a shot. I mean, you got even sight unseen. Just watch it. Um, and it pisses me off because he has he collaborates with an incredible uh, composer named Scott Walker who does incredible compositions for his movies, right? And I was like, well, he's the Scott obviously, Walker who just passed away. You 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 killed it for me. Yes, that's Scott oh, Walker. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I looked him up and because because so that dude's uh, like legendary. I never heard of him before these movies. So. Uh, okay. So Brady Corbett has another movie in, in development called The Brutalist. I'm very excited for it, but it's years off. Anyway, I thought to myself, well, shit, is Scott Walker also composed in The Brutalist? And I looked, and Scott Walker fucking died like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, ugh, God damn it. So, He's kind of like a pre-Bowie. He's like, he was very like like weird back in the 60s and 70s, and then like just went like full avant-garde like in, like once he turned like 70. Which if I you like, like his music, then you would love this movie because the music is incredible. I, you okay. know, it's just a very kind of raw composition for it. So, um, only reason I had this on the list is so I can rave about it. Anybody listening, watch the Childhood of a Leader on Hulu. Also, Vox Lux's follow up, also on Hulu. Watch them both; they're shot gorgeous. He just, uh, God damn it, he's a fantastic filmmaker, and I'm really glad that he's uh, stepped behind the camera. Eric, take over. Man. Speaking of Pattinson, that's where I'm starting off here. I oh, um, yeah. I I took the dive into, like Steve said, a little more contemporary for my taste. But um, I think it had been on my list for a long time. And I think I had probably mentioned it a million times on the podcast that I was going to watch it and talk about it on the next episode. But here we are, finally. <laughs> and I'm going to talk We're about here. The Lighthouse. And... Did you did you ever give your opinions officially on on the record, Steve, of this movie? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I did, but I don't remember if I did. I don't think so. What, before I dive in, just like real quick, what did you think? I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of the director and his prior work to this. Um, I think he's. I'm very excited for his. Very excited for his next one. I think it's going to be his best. Um, and that comes out, I guess, maybe next year. Now, um, yeah, I was a fan of it. Yeah for many ways but yeah let's continue i was a fan too i mean i think like it was definitely different than i expected i think it was like it was it was really it was more like fun than i expected it to be i think mainly because of pattinson and defoe's like just like their like old-timey dialogue just like fucking killed me sometimes did you say the name of the movie yet or what yeah i said the lighthouse Oh, I didn't I hear. So, so. I was, I'm, oh, maybe I didn't. I, I, maybe I didn't. I don't know. 
I thought you were asking for my opinions before you said what it was. That's why I didn't say the name of it or anything. Oh. Got it. Um, we're talking about the lighthouse of, of, briefly. Yeah. Here, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, directors who are, who, aren't, who are making movies differently than other people these days, you know, I think the director mm-hmm. of The Lighthouse is, uh, I think he's doing fantastic work. And his next movie is called The, the, the Northman. North, Northman? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I really like the... Great the lighthouse it was interesting it was it was kind of quirky and weirdly sexual which i didn't expect and like uh bro sexual it's yeah. essentially you know like an 1899 version of uh of um god, god damn it see i'm always blanking on things uh jake gyllenhaal cowboy movie Brokeback Mountain? Brokeback Mountain, yeah. <laughs> this is not nearly as sad as Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's so goddamn good. Uh, see, it but, sucks. Um, like, if, if I make a joke and then forget the movie that I'm making a joke about, it kind of ruins the joke. But continue. Well, so that's probably... that's like So, I mean, yeah, I watched The Lighthouse, and it was really good. Like, I, I did enjoy it um, for it being more of, like, an art house, you know, A24... You know. That's extremely art house, absolutely. That movie's yeah. not for everybody, for sure. It was weird how it was shot in, like, 4, four to 2 ratio. Or 4 by 3, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently they used actual lenses from the time. Well, not from the time mm-hmm. in 1899. I guess they could have done that, but no, it's more like the 20s. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I know when it was, like, in development there, it came out. that It was announced that, oh, yeah, we're using these old-timey uh, lenses. I don't know if it actually happened or not. I think it did, but, um, well, yeah, it it's cool. not for everybody, but... It looked good, yeah. It looked good for sure, and uh, really, I mean, I say it's not for everybody, but I don't think I've ever met one person who's seen it who didn't like it a lot. So maybe it's for everybody. Yeah, I really liked it, but um, yeah, I it it was it was different, and but it was. I mean, I don't want to compare it to The Witch, but you know, I'm going to because it's the same director, and it's yeah, it's it. uh, it was it had like it's. I think I overall liked The Witch a little better, but I think that this one was like it's right up there it adds this one had like more like i said just like the dialogue there's something about eggers like dialogue in movies that i think is really like fascinating i don't know if he writes them too oh of but, course he does yes, but i mean sure like does. some of the like just like turn of phrases that i don't even know if they're from the time period but they're so believable that i don't i don't know any different it's no, just really eggers... good he does a great job with researching um, the kind of uh, the world that he's writing, as weird as that it pretentious as that is to say. Um, his next movie, The Northman, IMDb, Viking Revenge Saga, set in Iceland at the turn of the 10th century. Okay. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm, I'm, see, now that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is coming out in October-ish oh. around there. I'm not sure if you saw that or not, but I so now I'm, I'm moving from ancient Greece to kind of um, old Celtic... Uh, you know, old England, Norway, you know, Scandinavian times. Mm. So I'm, gonna, I'm that's very nice. Very excited about that. Well, I'm going to shotgun these last couple ones here because I have I have been busy watching movies. Um, I recently watched Crawl, um, which I hear is great. I mean, I hear it's yeah. fine, but I like the critics didn't care for it, but a lot of people that I've known who have seen it love it. So, I mean, you kind of have to like. If you like kind of like, like it's it's very much what you expect. If you like kind of like man versus nature, man versus beast, yeah, beast type movies, you're gonna like it. It's it's very well done for like that type of movie. Kind of like how I really was surprised by Forty Seven Meters Down. I was I thought that was a really good 
kind of similar movie a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, Crawl, very good. Um, I haven't seen Crawl, but I can imagine. I can imagine how hard it, that movie was to make, like, and how grueling the production was. Knowing yeah. what, you know what, knowing all about that movie, I've never seen it, but I know you know I know a lot about it. It's Alexander Aja. He's a great, you know, horror director. Um, so that French was a great, extreme good, horror. Well, yeah, I mean, he did High Tension, which is yeah. awesome. I fucking love High Tension. So yeah, and I mean, and this movie looked really good, like in terms of the creature effects and the like. Uh, blood and gore in it is it is it gory because if it's like really mm-hmm. gory then I'll, I'll is it streaming anywhere how did you watch it i found a copy or something somewhere uh you sealed the high seas okay all right i, I, I do want to see it eventually especially especially <laughs> no, it if it's good. like especially if it's like because that was my concern of like you know is it actually going to be like are they going to go for all the violence that it you know that it deserves um but if they do then shit i'll you know put that up yeah i list. mean i believe it was rated r I mean, it definitely, I didn't watch like an uncut version. I think I just watched the theatrical version and it was pretty, it was pretty gory. I mean, there's a couple, it's just like, I don't know. I I, I just feel like the creature effects and just like everything has come such a long way. You know, like it just looked, it looked really good. Even, even, I guess it's, maybe it's not the goriest, but it's when it is gory, it's good. Good to know. Fantastic. But talk of speaking of the goriest. Okay, this is yeah. another one. This is streaming. This is Rambo Last Blood. And that is uh I, I you know, it's Rambo. It's like speaking of movies that you know what you're gonna get when you go into it, <laughs> right? The whole plot of the movie is like like they just introduce like family members of his that have never been mentioned in pr- prior movies. And the whole point they're even in the movie is just to get killed for him to get revenge. They're just, perfect. It's, it's like, but you know, I will say, like, I I do love how the past couple, well, the past two Rambo movies have like been like just so obscenely violent that I don't know. It's like almost it, like it watching gives a you horror pause. Movie. Yeah, it yeah. gives you pause. It makes people ask like, why is it this unnecessarily violent? Which, of course, to I think you and I would both agree that mm-hmm. well, I think it's necessary. So. Um, it's streaming yeah. on and Amazon the, Prime the in 4K. La- yeah, nice. it's on Amazon. And while the last one was a lot more like gun type, like just like blowing people up with mm-hmm. guns, this Literally. one's a lot more like like I saw a lot of people commenting that Rambo Last Blood is like Rambo Home Alone, and uh, I guess that's kind such, of it. Huh? Yeah, there's a lot of traps. Uh-huh. A lot of uh, he, he he Rambo goes like tunneling, and. Yeah. Okay, it's, uh, all right. I'm into that. I mean, if you want like a dumb action movie, I can't recommend it more. But I mean, that's what these movies are, right? Yeah. I don't think anyone expects them to yeah. be this masterpiece. <laughs> so I'm definitely down with no. that. I didn't know it was streaming on Amazon. That's good to know. Speaking of that, you can uh, watch them 4K, Stage bud. Fright. Yeah, I'm going to. Stage Fright <laughs> is also streaming on Amazon. That's how we watched it. So yeah, yeah. Check them. Check them both out after this episode. Um, should we get into some somber news? Uh, oh, I thought you wanted to touch on their last movie, but I guess oh, you didn't want to skip it. I, we, I mean, this is I was touching on the newer movies, but yeah, I also watched Resident Evil Extinction, which I'm going to stand by and say I think is the best of the Resident Evil movie franchise. Which um, is not really saying a whole lot. It's not lot, saying a lot, but, but you know, it, I like that it's almost like a weird like zombie Mad Max movie. Um, that still has Mia Jovovich in it, right? Oh yeah. Is that, is, so that, that really is kind of her franchise, which is kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, and she's got some kind yeah. of crazy like apocalypse mullet in it. So it's uh, ooh, all right. Yeah. Well, Check it out that. for that. 
Okay, Lally. now yeah, now that we got <laughs> Resident Evil out of the way. <laughs> Thank oh, God. Yeah. So our Blade Jobber of the Week, um, it, by the time this is dropped, I mean, pretty much all the developments have come out on it now, but uh, Shad, formerly of Crime Time, partner JTG. So this is like, he's a wrestler from, for those non-wrestling listeners, about 2006 2007 so like older like like we haven't really covered anything from this era because it's kind of a down era for the sport but i meant to ask you if like if we've ever had him in one of our i mean you're much better at remembering who we've covered than i am as always no Uh, it sounds like it's not so much no this he kind of got like bigger after like the benoit tragedy and stuff so like we kind of have that like gray area in our show where we don't cover that because there's just not a lot of um blade jobs for lack of a better term but but yeah shad gaspard is that what you say how you would say that his last name whether it's right or not i don't know but that's what i would say yeah but uh yeah he tragically passed away on uh on monday i think it was really crazy circumstance getting sucked out in a riptide with his son and uh See, I did not know that it was with the son. That's news yeah, to me. and then he saved his he. The last thing he did was was hoist his son up to the lifeguards, and then that's when the waves took him under. So, wow, okay. real because I heard someone jobber. comment. Right, I saw comments calling him a hero before he yeah. died, and I didn't really get the context. But wow, good for okay. Well, yeah. So he had like his last action was like saving his son. So that was the whole. Uh, what the issue is that he was missing, right? I mean, he was no one knew, but then uh, unfortunately, I guess today this is what the whole you know the context yeah. is that today his body uh, washed up on shore. Which I mean, morbidly a weird thing to say, but it's nice that his family has closure and they're not wondering where yeah. the hell is he. You know, it's obviously very sad, um, but it's nice that his family can move on to healing from this. I mean, if, you know, as much as one can, um, instead of always having you know wondering where he is out there. So. Yeah, if you can call so, that a silver lining. So it's uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, he's I mean, from all accounts, he seems just like a really good dude. Um, you know, kind of like a. It feels like every like decade, there's like a really like popular African American uh, tag team, and I feel like Crime Time was kind of that in this era. So I just yeah, I feel like he's just really beloved. So it's a shame. And he was just kind of starting to get back a little bit in the spotlight over the past couple of years with making some appearances. Like, I think that him, I think just since WWE Network came out, like, some of these, like, kind of smaller part-time, not part-time, but more, like, mid-card wrestlers are kind of getting, like, a, an uh, appreciation that maybe they didn't have back when they were wrestling. So it's kind of a shame because him and his tag team partner were seemingly just kind of getting that and so so i'm sure there'll be more to come out i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of nice tributes and stuff but yeah blade jobber of the week we haven't had one in a while i mean i guess we haven't had a lot of there's been a lot of other stuff going on but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you know it's good that he i mean you can say you're very confident that he died a hero so Um, yeah that seems to be like the narrative do you know I thought I had heard ten, but I don't want to. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I, I would assume he was pretty young-ish. I mean, I don't think Shad was that old. I don't think he he was maybe in his forties. So I don't think his son was super old. 
but I, I'm not. I don't yeah. know. So that's a bummer. But losing your dad at that out young, but he's a hero, so that's why he's a J- blade jobber. I mean, he'd be the blade jobber of the week even if he wasn't the hero. But it's a nice little uh, end yeah, cap for that. Absolutely. Well, should we get? Ready. Should we get? Uh, we got a little serious, but let's get a little. Uh, let's get a little loose with stage fright. Cause get a little delirious. This movie's right? this movie's got this movie's got quite a bit going on in it. It does. So the movie is called, obviously, Stage Fright, among other things. Um, this movie came out in 1987. I don't know if, it, if this is the case for this one, but normally for the movies that we cover, they're shot like three years before and then released. Um, I believe this is probably just a typical movie that is shot and then released as opposed to shot, held back for two years and then released <laughs> in some weird new decade, you know? Shot, recut, Shown at like three drive-ins in Missouri, yeah. recut, retitled, <laughs> yeah. which is funny because it would probably kill pun intended right now because I, I, apparently drive-in movie theaters are doing well right now, which I like that. That's a nice little update, uh, you know. Because yeah. I mean, movie movie theaters are not going to uh, go well with this with this COVID, but <laughs> I imagine some you know some drive-in movie theater owners are thinking, "Holy shit!" Like. You know, people, it's a perfect way to see a movie in a theater without while also social distancing. It's pretty poetic in that way. Yeah. Um, so I will now read the IMDb plot summary. Thank you, Stephen. You're welcome. A group of stage actors lock themselves in the theater for a rehearsal of their upcoming musical production, unaware that an escaped psychopath has sneaked, sneaked into the theater with them. I, I think I read that sneaked is now the proper instead of snuck. Um, I'm not prepared to. I'm not prepared to bow down to that. You know, I'm not going to go out of that without a fight. I like snuck. This is but the. Hey. I mean, it seems like every time we do these, like the IMDb synopsises are riddled with spelling errors and sometimes just straight up spoilers. Sometimes not even pertinent information. Well, what I don't like is that this is the only one. There's because a few. Cause sometimes they have another one that's like longer. No, this appears to be the only one. So, other okay. than sneaked, I guess it's fine. But I guess like let's... I said, I'm not going to go down without a fight for that one. So this movie is directed by uh, Michelle. Do you know this one better than I do? I, is that what? no? I don't know. <laughs> Michelle Su- uh, Suave, Suave. Sure, Suave, or as yeah. Michael Suave. Suave, S-O-A-V-I. Yeah. Uh, if I spell it out, that means the audience knows how it's spelled, and now we're not liable if we get it wrong. So, Good them's point. the rules. But more importantly, so, he's a protege of one Dario Argento. But I, I mean, I did not know this. I, I think it's safe to assume that every whore director in Italy is a protege of Dario. Don't don't you think? That's I was going to say, yeah, pretty I feel much like a lot of at. people are his protege. Yeah, not even even horror directors. I mean, it seems like everybody out there seems to have some sort of influence, you know, from him. So, yeah, I mean, either like him or like uh, Mario Bava, you know, those are the kind of the big, big two names. I feel like, I mean, Fulci too comes out as like the splatter king, but, but uh, we're going to call Eric, him. I'm gonna... Hold on a second here. Oh, hold go on ahead. a second go here. Ahead. The plot of people locked into one theater, like while being attack, attacked. Haven't we covered this already twice? I think almost. Yeah, so I'm gonna put. So we're we're gonna. I'm just gonna jump down to a bad already. I know we, we're gonna do the good, <laughs> the bad, and the and the what the fuck. But my my first bad is like, what is up with Italian horror and just trapping people in like buildings? 
I mean, that was Demons 1. They were trapped in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Demons 2, they were trapped in, like, a, just an apartment building. Right. So, I, and then uh, Sovini, uh, he has another film called The Church, which is just people trapped in a church. I'm sure there's other movies that I don't even, I'm not even registering, where it's just people trapped in 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 stuff so well now if i'm not mistaken and i'm not because i read it just recently uh the director of this movie had a small acting role in demons i mean this is his uh directorial debut if i'm not mistaken so one can only assume uh maybe wrongly but hey whatever that he was he was on the set of demons <laughs> and thought ah, i can do this what the, what the and hell that's another and demons is another Argento protege. So maybe our did Argento have a movie where people were trapped in a building that all of his proteges just were like, I want to do, I want to remake that Argento movie where they were trapped in some place. And they're all in cahoots, man. They've they're all, all done in cahoots. It. Yeah, eighties Italia, man. That's all together. It's all you know. Uh, hey, I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, it's just a fun no. little uh, fun fact about that movie. It's very familiar to this podcast. Let's just say that. But I mean, I think uh, Sovini. So V, I don't know. I'm just gonna call Swa- him. I, I like Suave. I like Suave. Okay, Suave. Say his. Uh, there's another movie that I've actually been meaning to check out for a long time called Cemetery Man, and it's uh, it's I believe it's actually a '90s Italian film, but um, it's it gets a lot we of high make praise. An episode of the show. Yeah, you know, we, have, we, we we have enough, you know, Italian yeah. movies. Let's just keep it going. I we'll mean, we'll you know, probably shit. cover. It. I don't know where it is. We'll find it though. We'll get it to you guys because I think it is. A, it's it's. I think it's definitely from what I've heard. Uh, Suavine, Suave, Suave's masterpiece. Uh, so not okay. that this was not a fun movie, but we'll we'll get into that. So. Uh, should we dive Eric, into some of the goods, the bads, the what the fuck? Well, the something we always forget. Yeah, something we always or mainly I forget to mention is, did you like the movie or not? We usually dive into the good. I don't know if this is the kind of podcast where we need to have, like, did you like it? We could just kind of supplement that with the good, bad, and what the fuck. But I just, you know, want to ask. I Because actually, to to, to, uh, interrupt you, actually, this movie was the first, this is one of the first movies where I came up with the idea to review this movie for the podcast. Normally it's you. You did. And you know what, since you did, why don't you give your opinion first? Sure, no problem. It's fine. Uh, uh, I like the the idea more than the the execution. Uh, we'll get into that, um, but I wouldn't. I mean, this, you know, it's I mean, it's it's closer to street trash than audition. Let's just say that you know, it's it's uh, middle of the mm. road. But um, so over, I, I, would I say I liked it? Sure, I, I liked it. I don't think it's anything special. I don't think it's any better than. Uh, I like I think I probably well I don't know if I like demons better than this. You know what? I'm gonna say I like demons better than this, and I you know I shouldn't be comparing the two, but let's be honest, I'm gonna compare the two for obvious reasons. So um, I would say this is uh, uh, middle middle of the road, but I like prefer demons is my uh, people being murdered in a theater like mm-hmm. setting for an hour and a half in Italian uh, of choice. So that's my answer. All right. To that question. Are you ready for this? Yeah. This is my favorite people being murdered Italian movie. <laughs> I, I like this a lot better than Demons. Okay. Um, I, I really good. liked it, actually. I think uh, I, I, I had actually seen this before. I watched it actually last Halloween season, last October. Um, and I had kind of like passed. I was like, I think I maybe was like literally actually carving a pumpkin while watching it. So I was kind of half paying attention. 
But I don't know, rewatching it, like I thought it was really good. I it was um it just uh it felt so much different than all the other eighties Italian horror movies we've covered. Um and I'll get into why, but yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was actually uh genuinely kind of creepy at times which i feel like i mean i don't know if that's really happened in a movie we've covered where i've been like i don't know some of the stuff actually was kind of freaky so did you um, like this so did you like this better than deep red just out of curiosity i i like this better than i like deep red i'm just going back from you know you know me i, uh, I like i to, did like this better than deep red i don't think i like this better than tenembre which is argento's Kind of. I have not seen that one. Okay. Yeah. It's way better than Microwave Massacre, that's for sure. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Most movies, except for Audition, are better than Microwave Massacre, but that's a whole other podcast. So uh, that's good. Yeah. So that's good. So we have a It's Okay and a Leg in the Favorite. So that's a nice little uh, averages out to better than good, more good than bad. I'll yeah, take this that. Is, we've had a couple. I mean, this and this movie and the last movie, I think, have been pretty pleasant surprises. Um. Uh, what did we do last time? Not contamination, right? Oh, it no, was contamination. murder. Yeah. The room, room, uh, mur- murders in the Manchester morgue. I'm sorry, I'm uh, living dead oh, in Manchester morgue. That's right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm drawing a blank on. Of it. course, I was reading our website wrong. Of course, uh, bladejob.pinecast.co. By the way, p i n e c a s t dot c o. Um, that's right. Living dead at Manchester morgue. Yeah, right. Yeah, this. Yeah, you're right. This. We've we've been on a on a hot streak, I would say. Yeah, I think we got to continue mid- it. We got to continue. Yeah. It, so. All right. Fair enough. So let's 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 get into some of the good then. What you want to start? Or do you want me to start? Um, you can start off. Okay. So you have the floor. So, like I said, this like, and and you chime in here, Steve. But we've covered demons. We've covered contag- contamination. Mm-hmm. All the way back in the archives, we've covered the other hell. Ooh, that's a so, long time ago, yeah. Demons 2. So what do all these movies have in common? They're all Italian 80s movies. And you go back and to any of those podcasts, I guarantee you we talked about how these look like they were shot back in, like, 1976. You know? Did you did you mention Deep Red? Because that was 70s, but yeah. No, that um, was 70s. Point. But the other ones were in the 80s, but they looked you're like right. they were in the 70s. For sure. No, so, we were just talking about that before we, we, you know, this, this, we yeah. started the show. You're right. So I feel like this this is the first movie of that kind of time period genre of the Italian 80s movies where I think this looked very, very 80s. What, I mean, what do you think about that? It's I, it's it's very funny that you mentioned that because there were times in this movie where I thought, wow, I thought, you know, this movie looks of its time for a change. It's just it's funny you mention that because that's literally what I thought when I was watching this movie was like, you know, this could pass as like a like a late '80s, early '90s in terms yeah. of how it's shot, um, and it's you know it's not as quite stagey um, as the past movies. So um, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. That's a great that's a great point to make. Yeah, I just—I mean—that was one of the things that really stuck with me. Was that it just really felt like, yeah, of its time, as opposed to like dated on top of already being dated, because we're watching these movies uh, like thirty yeah. years later, forty years later. Yeah, these so. movies don't stand a chance when you you know, when you you watch them in twenty twenty. Of course, this is our this is our this year has been a horror movie, but you're right. Yes. Uh, you, you know, it's two layers of aged. Uh, and some of them, like Street Trash, to me, I know I, you know, I love to praise that movie. That movie like holds up. Like that movie holds the fuck up. 
but a movie like Microwave Massacre does not hold up. Or Audition does not hold up. (laughs) It's barely even 20 years old, and it doesn't even hold up. Nope. So, uh, yeah, so you're right. That's a good point to make. Um, And then you mentioned that you thought it was genuinely pretty creepy, scary. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but... Um, I do think that it is a bit more effective than, like, say, contamin. Well, c- contamination actually did a pretty decent job with that. Yeah, contamination was was good too. But I mean, I think that this movie pre- predominantly, like, I think something about the uh, the way that some of it's shot. Like, I'll get in. I, I don't want to spoil it. Right. I mean, I, we're gonna. I don't want to spoil my spoiler yet, but. <laughs> One of, of course. my favorite kill, I think, was actually a very creepy moment in the movie that I it just like stuck with me more than I thought it would. So we'll get into why I think it's creepy later. But another good thing I thought was I th- I actually thought you know of course even though we're in eighty seven we're still talking about a dubbed movie here. But yeah, I I wish we could watch. I wish there was a way to watch these Italian movies like subtitled without dub. I you know. Halfway through this movie, I thought, you know, I, I, I just think it would be nice for every time we watch an Italian movie, we had to watch it subbed. I mean, uh, dubbed, you know, English dubbed. Yeah. I, I wish I could. It's like watching anime with like with with the English dubs. I know a lot of people in the anime community. I'm not a part of that, but I know that they don't like that, which is totally fair, you know. That yeah, and I mean, take I don't know. Anything. I just I feel like even though this was dubbed, I feel like the the acting was pretty good for a change like i feel like the characters were decently likable or hateable what do you think i both agree and disagree with you um in fact i'm gonna pivot over to the bad for a minute uh there are plenty of shots in this movie um with i mean i just read the you know the plot summary and you can assume that a lot of these people these in this theater company they're all preparing for the, the big opening of the big show um and you can assume that a lot of them die. Obviously, this is not like a you know a non-spoiler uh, podcast. So uh, you see a lot of corpses in this movie, and I, maybe it's because I look out for this shit. But I, I can't think of one shot of a dead body where the person didn't move, that they didn't blink. They <laughs> every single time I was like, God damn, why can't these people just stay still? I mean, you know, does it is it a bat? You know, is it like this horrible thing? No, but. You know, I so like when they're alive, yeah, the performances are you know they're better than what I would have have expected for this. But when they're all dead, uh, they're barely dead. I mean, Jesus, it's it's pretty. There's a couple of, of of these actors who, when they're dead, they're more alive than when they were alive in the movie. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> pretty ridiculous. But yeah, I have I have know, some I wouldn't call stuff that to... like a horrible knock on it, but. I have some stuff to pile on to the bad too when it comes to the deaths too. Like there is a lot of I think there's almost an overuse of like prosthetic of, like arms and stuff and heads at times. Oh yeah, there's which... a couple of chopping of a head when it just when it's I mean, you know, it's they don't even try to try to hide the fact that it's like a mannequin essentially, you know, yeah. it's not even an attempt at hiding that, but you make but do again... with you know with the budget you have. Yeah, and again, there's some very, like, simple kills, too. And, like, you know, I know you love, a, like, a good, simple, effective kill with just, like, I a, do. you know, there's a, there's plenty of those. Like, the um, the scene with the girl in the shower, just like, a, just, like, a nice, just quick stab. I don't know. It's just, like, sometimes the simpler ones are 
more gruesome because they just look literally real. <laughs> sure, yeah. It's so, more realistic than, like, getting chainsawed in half, which yeah. I, of course, you know, very much appreciate. Uh, you know, I, one could even say I thirst for it, uh, which mm. so that's nice to see that here um, as a kill. Not our favorite kill, though. Oh, well, don't speak too kills. soon. Don't speak too I know. Soon. I, I, didn't, I wasn't going to say what our favorite kill was. I just mentioned that this one's not my favorite kill. It could so, be one of mine, though. Well, well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Uh, yeah. The music in this movie is a highlight for me. Um, I agree. Fact, I, need, I highly I agree. I need to shout out music by Guido Anelli, Simon Boswell, and Stefano Minetti. Uh, I, I think it, because for me, it's it's nice that it's varied. Throughout the movie, you've got some nice, you know, some nice ominous synth. You've got some uh, orchestral work. And I think it does a great job to kind of heighten the tension and heighten the uh, emotion of different scenes and uh, you know, it's not like Goblin. Goblin, as like a composer for these kind of movies, sometimes is distracting to me. I know that yep. it's beloved. We're gonna get and... flack for it again, but you know, I know sometimes it, prog rock doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit exactly right. It just doesn't fit. And I, th- I think, um, I think the Living Dead at Manchester Morgue did a pretty good job of kind of having the music, the you know, the score mm-hmm. match up, you know, fit properly like it should uh, with what's on screen. And I think that this movie did a fantastic job with that as well. There was actually one funny scene I I, I remember now. I usually forget the shit, but uh, there's a character who's feeding a, uh, a lionfish, and it just has this like very ominous uh, synth wave music as it's just a close up on this lionfish, you know, trying to get the food. And I thought, like, is there like, should I be paying attention to this? Like, <laughs> it just, it, you know, it, it it I would I'm not gonna like it didn't match at all, but it was like almost intentional that it's you know, that yeah. kind of um. You know that dichotomy. So again, uh, yeah, I think that adds to the '80s feel. It does is having right, 100%. the contemporary music. Um, yeah, it was very good. That's definitely in the good too. for me. I'm gonna toss that in the good pile. The music. Um, um, oh, and you even have a note here for that. That's funny. I didn't realize that. Did I? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, the music yeah, does perfect. fit. So. I, I, let's let's get into the kills because like I don't want to. There, I have another thing that I really liked about the movie, but I'll save it for the end. Sure. But, um, Take it away. Get. You, we both had kind of the same favorite kill, so you go go ahead with yours because I have a I have a separate one, and it and it sure. leans back to another good I had. Sure. Uh, have you ever seen Green Room? Jeremy Saulnier's Green Room. Mm-hmm. You've seen Green Room. Okay, so there's a scene yes, in I've Green seen Room. Green Room. <laughs> Uh, you just didn't react, and I was like, I was going to be shocked if you hadn't seen that movie. Um, it's a very good movie. Uh, there's a scene when uh, uh, Anton Yelchin's character, rest in peace. Oh, I fucking hate that he's dead. It makes me so goddamn mad. Um, that when was his character, crazy death. Oh, man. Uh, damn it. What a tragedy. Anyway, um, so, oh, there's a friend of the show, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, best got best friend of the Bell. show. That's, that's why I was oh. distracted when you were talking about Green Room. <laughs> Sorry. Bastard. Oh, I want Taco Bell. <laughs> anyway, in Green Room, uh, the character, he reaches through a doorway to grab something and gets chopped the fuck up. His arm gets chopped up. Mm, and I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that might that might be my, my favorite kill through a doorway, through a door. Um, when I saw this movie, my second favorite kill through a door happened. When Ooh. a character is pushing a door closed, the killer is on the other side of the door one of the characters is pushing it closed and then the killer takes a um a, uh, a drill an electric drill and drills through the wall with i guess the world's longest drill bit because it just yeah. went through the door through his body and it's like an industrial one too it's huge it thing's massive 
this is why I love Skype because I can see you now. It's great. I can see when best friend of the show Cassie walks by. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just pointing at stuff. <laughs> no, it's perfect. So yeah, so that's my favorite kill is when the drill bit goes through his whole body, and of course it make it very bloody because it's electric drill. It's you know it's fucking battery yeah. powered right through it actually is it battery power i don't know if they had it could have been corded i don't know i don't it's probably corded been corded because it seems like it had a lot of torque exactly the torque factor really means that it was probably Mm -hmm. corded but that's uh, either way it's a great kill because you can see it go right through him and i like the kills that come out it didn't come out of nowhere but i like the kills you can't see until it happens like the drill bit goes through the door because they don't well the guy was like he's getting choked and you're like this guy's gonna get choked to death and then suddenly nope drill bit through the door because the arm comes through the middle Mm -hmm. part of the door chokes him out and yeah like you said you think okay you know it's gonna choke him out you know that's fair it's a you know effective kill um, but then the drill bit comes blasting through him, and that's that was the fir- that I was that one of the first no that was maybe the yeah, third or fourth it's up death, there but uh but for me that was the first death where I thought okay like because I mean I have in the bad section I'm gonna jump right to this that I don't think the kills were as gory as I would have liked but thinking back at it that was a very satisfying kill and that was pretty much the beginning of the because uh, the the kills before then were a little bit more tame. This is the first kill where then it ramps up the gore factor for all the the sequential the the kills you know following it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, I think that that was that that the drill effect was pretty crazy, but um, I think that the 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 creepiest one. So this is where I'm going to get back to the creepy factor. And there's a scene where the they're all in like an attic space. And the girl gets, uh, one of the women gets sucked through the floorboard. Um, oh, yeah. But this, okay. this isn't, this isn't my favorite kill, even though it is, it is, uh, gr- gruesome. When they pull her back up and you, this is one where I think they had the bad prosthetics with the intestines and it just looked stupid kind of. <laughs> but See, this is my favorite part of this kind of movie is that we can, you know, an audience may be confused as to like what we're talking about, but I mean, it's just a group of people trying to escape a killer. You know, you really There's don't need nothing, to explain yeah. much. Right. Exactly. Which is nice. So yeah, exactly. She gets pulled underneath the ground. They pull her back up and she's just half of her, which yeah. is, I like, you're right. Though, the what, prosthetics aren't great, but yeah, no, but what happens next is like, I think it, it has to be her boyfriend or it's just some other, one other guy in the crew. He jumps into the pit where the killer presumably is. And there's like a shot where I thought was pretty crazy with the, they were, they were like flashlight and it was like, you just see the flashlight just like kind of shaking all over this like dark muddy pit. And you just see like flashes of the killer with the chainsaw and this guy getting like hacked up. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very like a Texas chainsaw massacre. Like don't show everything, just show like enough that I think it was really effective and creepy because again we haven't really mentioned this but the killer and this 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 kind of is a what the fuck too is you know the killer's wearing like this big owl head mask <laughs> the whole time well it was part it was part of the show right i mean the one yeah. of the characters in the show in the in the the, the music not musical very much on a musical uh in the play was supposed to be wearing this sort of like um kind of primitive looking owl head mm-hmm. not even a mask like a hat like it wears an entire owl head on his body and the killer kind of dons that to become his kind of, you know, yeah. Jason Voorhees style tell, you know? So, but I, and I think it's really, 
I think it is kind of a even though it it probably sounds stupid on a podcast where you can't see this. I, I think it is relatively creepy, especially when put into these like weird like uh don't show everything type scenarios where you're just seeing like bits and pieces of it um i don't know I, I, that's that for me is why i think it was the the that ki- where the guy gets killed with the chainsaw in the cellar just really like stuck with me it's funny i was going to uh disagree with you on the creepy part but i had forgotten about that scene that's a very good scene um, with just the kind of the shot down, you know, in the the hole in the ground where he, you know, the killer is like, chainsawing another character. Um, and you're right, which is the kind of the only all, all you have to see is the light of the flashlight, light, which is, of course, not a, you know, not a, a new trope for any horror movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's very effective here. So that's yeah. a good point. So uh, that one. I think so. What else we got? What else we got? That's bad. I mean, we got the Italian people trapped in a building. You know, the cliche of all Italian horror: just trap let them me, in a building. Me, uh, you, yes, um, I, we should probably mention that this, the killer. Well, does it say in the IMDb thing? It probably, I would hope it does, but maybe it doesn't. That this is an escape psych. So he escaped from a mental asylum. Yes. I mean, you know, that's yeah. that's it's crucial information to know, despite the fact that it's no <laughs> that these kind of movies are no stranger to that trope, right? I mean, that's. You know what? What eighties yeah. slasher movie doesn't have an escaped mental asylum patient? Um, but uh, one of the character the setup is one of the characters uh, sprains her ankle or twists the ankle. They go mm-hmm. to a local hospital. Well, it turns out it's actually in a mental asylum. And I remember this very well because the doctor <laughs> uh, looking at her, um, looking at her leg. I mean, fuck HIPAA laws. None of that exists in this universe because <laughs> they walk past and oh yeah, that's that deranged killer guy who murdered. Uh, 11 people and the doctor's like well it's actually this guy and he killed 16 people it's pretty crazy and my first thought was like i mean should you really be disclosing that information but you know you have to suspend some disbelief there but that would seem to be a very uh a mental hospital extremely loose with hipaa laws um, yeah it's so italy doctor, though so it's know. well yeah that's a good point that's a good point ah, i see that's a good point you know, this is why i wish it wasn't dubbed because i think it's an american <laughs> movie um you're right so maybe in italy they just don't give a shit they're just like oh yeah no. that's that guy that murdered all those people and mm-hmm. and by the way here's the exposition of who the character is but you know it's you know i'm ended. surprised they weren't charging to come look at him through the cage right exactly <laughs> yeah it's like a like a night like a like an 1870s you know uh bt barnum show what they you know the uh, yeah, so that's the kind of context of where the killer is. Like, you know, he murdered all these people, and I believe they were theater people, weren't they? I believe yes, he was. He, he was actually to... an actor who who went that's crazy. That's right. He was an actor. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I I mean, I have bad days at work too, but I don't think I have to go out and start murdering marketing people. You know, I don't. I mean, no. maybe. No. Oh uh, well. So. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So that's the context of the plot kind of uh, a trope of a, of a um, 80s move slashers but it's a trope for a reason because it works so yeah i mean they're scary i mean psychos are scary it's i'm gonna say it i'm not afraid to say it well the you know the, the whole saying of you know the man is the scariest you know the you know demon yeah. there is is the man you know and i i agree with that one for sure so um under the bad again i have the kills not gory enough what i should re- reshape that as is the kills up to the first few kills aren't as gory as I would have liked. The first one takes a pickaxe to the face, which sounds awesome. That is fun, sounds, though. That was fun. It's fun, though. and it kicks ass, but I, it could have been so much gorier considering oh, yeah. that kind of kill. I mean, Jesus, you take an axe to the face. Not an axe, a pickaxe. A big freaking mm-hmm. comical Minecraft-like pickaxe. 
Uh, and I would hope to see more blood than that. Also, speaking of that, as a scene, this is a what the fuck for me. I'm not, yeah, right okay. here. Go um, ahead. Early on, uh, after they get to the, after they get back to the the um, the theater from the hospital, two girls, you know, two uh, you know actors, actresses. Um, one of them goes back into the car. Oh, I forgot to turn the lights off. She goes back to the car. Uh, and then she sits in the car, and it's pouring rain, um, which is obvious from a hose. It's very nice, very not a good effect, but that's a whole other conversation. And then while she she's kind of like nervous, she's looking out out the windows through the rain, and obviously we as the audience knows that this killer's out there now because we saw it happen earlier in the movie. And uh, out of nowhere, this fucking cat jumps up in the car. And she goes, oh, my God, cat, get out of here. And my first thought was, like, isn't it weird to have a random cat in your car? But she just kind of just brushes it off as, like, cat, get out of here. Again, I chalk this up to just being in Italy. I, I guess in Italy, cats just get in your car, and it's a yeah. common occurrence to the point where – not once was she like, why is there a cat in my car? She's like, get out of here, and just immediately shoes, you know, poo-poos it and shoes it out. And then she moves on, and I'm just like, that's – I would have had a much different reaction to that. This um. is like how like when like everything that like doesn't make sense to us, I just chalk up to being oh that's just like an Italian thing, just yeah, it's like culture shock. Yeah. yeah, just just like when we watched Blood Rage and every time someone did something irrational, we just chalked it up to them doing meth in Florida. That's <laughs> true. It's, it's, yeah, I it's mean, just, I just thought know. that was odd. I've never had an yeah. You know, if, if I was driving and I was nervous and a cat was like all of a sudden in my car hissing and yelling at me, I'd mm. be like. How? How did this happen? Um, also, I'm, I'm thinking of more things as I'm saying here. Actually, this is also a bad. The character oh. of Willie, the, uh, the only black character, an actor in this movie who was treated like a like a Hattie McDaniel. He was style literally a doormat. And... Really a doorman. He only exists to like break the rules because these white women are like, oh, they you know they finesse him, they sweet talk him into like doing things he's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't age well. I thought that was odd, you know. Uh, <laughs> Again, I, mean, I don't just, know if Italy's even, that much different today. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he even speaks like know. some sort of like servant. He just speaks yeah, like, he a, speaks like a caricature. Just, Exactly, and um, I thought to myself, "Well, that's odd." I mean, you know, again, could it be Italian in, in the eighties? Uh, I would hope Italians not. I we moved past extremely that. bigoted people. I don't know these things. You know, do they have you know cats what? in their car? I don't know. You I, know what? We'll do, we'll just settle on the fact that Italians are extremely bigoted. We'll just settle with that. That's fine by me. Fair enough. But I just I, I remember whenever he was on screen, like the whole like two times he was on, like two scenes he was in, and the book ending the entire movie. The latter half. Um, it's just the whole time, the whole scene where the actress goes back after, after she survives from the killer. Cause there's always one survivor who goes back to the scene of the crime and, uh, he's there again. And once again, he's, you know, she wants to get into the crime scene. He's like, well, I can't do that. I was told not to let anybody, this is a crime scene. And she just, you know, does one sweet talk, please puts a please. He's like, all right, you know, fair enough. You know, I, I'll do anything for you. He says, which is weird. Um, and he lets her in anyway, but he just starts talking about guns. How so he's like, if I had a gun, he's you like, know, you cause like one in the chamber, you got to cock it. You got to put, you know, like, cause I want, cause at the climax of the movie, she, you know, she, uh, she finally gets a gun and is about to kill him, kill the killer when the gun, you know, it, there's obviously no gun. The whole mechanic is wrong because there's clearly nothing in the clip, nothing in there. That's why it gives that click to it. But he's like, oh, no, it was actually loaded. You just had the the, 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 the 
what do you call it? The, um, this the shit. We're not on, gun, on gun people. I I don't know on, what gun parts are called gun. either. The safety, Jesus, the safety. Oh right. He's like he's like he didn't have the safety on. If you and he kept he kept saying it. If you would have killed him if you had the safety off. You you had to just put one in one in the chamber, but you had the safety off, and it was like. I remember thinking to myself, he says it no fewer than probably 12 times. You just, you, you want to kill them. And then, um, again, to jump into, to jump to the end, I'm sorry. Uh, he, the killer comes back, you know, it just, you know, one last, again, these are all classic tropes. And then, well, who, then right as he's about to kill her, right at the end of the movie, he gets shot right between the eyes. Who kills him? Willie. And Willie says, I went, I was just, I grabbed the gun, which is weird. Cause where'd he get the gun from the crime scene? <laughs> He's and the he's hero, like, Steve. He's like, I had the gun. I was just going to show you that you could have had the, the safety on, and I shot him right between the eyes. And he says that phrase right between the eyes probably 12 times. It just And I thought, what is the point of this, man? Why does he keep saying this over and over again? It is a little jarring that he seemingly accidentally killed the killer by like just, uh, just discharging the gun that he's such a pro about. <laughs> Right, right between the eyes, Eric. <laughs> Eric, it was Eric. Right between the eyes, Eric. I had the safety off, and I shot him right between the eyes. And then, but now, listen to that. But imagine me as like a really token caricature of a black man in like the '30s, which is <laughs> ill-advised. I don't know why they did that, but they did. Um, I just, well, I, I'm we glad know I why, that. Steve. We know why. Well, yeah, Italians are just <laughs> just terrible people, bigoted beyond understanding. So that is a bad for me. That goes in the bad pile. That's my rant. I'm going to end on one good. Um, I thought that the final scene with the owl killer sitting on the stage with all of the theater, um, all the actors propped up now that they're like dead. Well, what, what remains of them anyway? Yes. And it's just doing that like pan over and is like the feathers blowing. I don't know. I thought it was just a really cool looking scene what you you're, you're the you're it, it, the artsy one what do you think of it <laughs> it, it just it reminds me of I mean, i've always liked when um i mean this is not a common thing but i do like when it happens uh when like a killer props up you know like when basically when corpses are used as like art artworks mm-hmm. um i mean uh, the hannibal amazing hannibal tv series is like pretty much all that um mm-hmm. and then very much like midsummer you remember midsummer i know you don't want to remember it but you remember midsummer um, when oh they prop up the, the the skin, the skin full of hay. Um, mm-hmm. You're right. I, I think that's a nice artistic scene. He he kind of props up all of the bodies and what's left of them, um, which is like you know now that scene is what I'm talking about because you look at all these fucking bodies and they're all moving, man. They're all blinking. They're all shifting. Their, Maybe it's intentional. Do you ever think about that? Maybe they're not. Uh, Maybe can, maybe it's can, all part of the nightmare, Steve. I can convince myself to that to let it pass, <laughs> but to me, it's just really bad acting. And I thought, wow, they're not even trying to hide that. And I remember consciously looking at each individual corpse, and the, each individual body moves more than one time. The the guy, the head, only the head. Like, <laughs> Said that he, other he table. Might as, <laughs> he might as well be from like scary movie movies, you know. If I mean, he's just he's just sitting there, I'm like, dude, it has to be intentional. Otherwise, I mean, it's shocking. Now. Does that, like, you know, as a knock in the movie, you could technically say that, but no, of course not, but it's just, you know, it's obviously very distracting. No one likes to see when the corpses move, you know, that's filmmaking 101. it's it's sloppy. It's, you know, it's it's sloppy, (laughs) sloppy, but it's it's endearing. 
Yeah, it's it's sloppy prop I, work. You know, it's it's funny. It's 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 more funny than it is like outright like a sign of a bad movie. Fuck this movie, but. Uh, if I had if to people have that high of a, if people have that high of a reaction about this movie, get a life, you know, dude, dude, I I've put myself in a lot of like film snob. I'm a film major, dude. I know people who would find that you know incomprehensible, and you know, uh, not me though. So even though I put that in the bad pile, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it brings the movie down at all. It's just more funny than it is like, ah, this movie yeah. you wrote, you lost me. Well, so overall, yeah, I mean. Overall, this is a this is a speaking of movies that you see that you kind of expect going in. I mean, this is a quintessential '80s Italian slasher, and I can say that because you and I are, I think, now the number one podcast on '80s Italian slashers. I think I think we're number one now. Maybe the number one English speaking one. Yeah, there's True, probably someone. Point. There's probably one out there that's you know they're probably saying bad stuff about Willie and stuff on their podcast, and you know we're not. We don't. I would do hope that so. Here. I mean, that Willie character, man, I mean, this isn't like a political podcast or a kind of, you know, social, socio-political podcast, but I was like, what the hell, man? That's crazy. Um, Tone deaf is the the word. Thank you. Tone deaf. Exactly. The Italians, though. What are you going to do? Italians being Italian. So overall, Yeah. yeah, you know what? I said the movie's fine. I do like it far better than I don't like it, you know? Um, Not everything worked for me, but I think that the, uh, also... I'm a sucker for a good camera panned up shot, mm-hmm. a camera, a shot from the camera below. Very Alien Three. Fincher does that a lot in Alien Three. That's a short, that's a deep cut, but yeah, um, I'm a sucker. I for love that. it. And it's one of my favorite cool. ones. It, it, it's this stuff. There's something about it. You know, I mean, obviously, I could get into the whole, you know, the language of film. I can be pretentious and talk about how different angles and what they represent, and how they make you feel. But I'm just a sucker for you know a, a below shot. Um, and the, this movie had that in spades. You know, that's just a, you know, an observation I'm making right now at the end. But uh, no, I, like and that, I, I think that that like I mean, not that Argento doesn't have style and stuff, but I think that I think that um, Suave has a definite like he definitely has for his first movie. This has a lot of the directions very strong. Um, he I makes agree, a lot yeah. of really interesting choices director direction wise that you wouldn't see typically from a i mean we, we've seen movies that some of these italian guys make 50 movies and they're not even you know this skilled so i think that this right. guy's definitely got a talent now you said that you've seen uh this direct suave's other follow-up the church mm-hmm. i believe is what it's called now you yes. said to me off show that it's not nearly as good right is that what you said um, so I'll say this, the church is like made, I think like in the early nineties and it feels like it's made in the early eighties. So that, that one, it like, it, I don't know if it's budget or what, but it definitely feels like it was like way cheaper. Um, I mean, I, there still is a lot of thinking back, there's a lot of interesting shots and there's a lot of interesting stuff. So I do think that, um, Suave has like a interesting style, even when he's maybe dealt a shitty budget. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, so it's it makes it's, a lot of it's, sense. it's worth checking out. But it's like you know, a lot of these Italian directors seem like they're like they're kind of like I don't they're not in it for the paycheck. I, well, I mean, I think some of them are, but I think some of them try to bring an artistic flair, no matter what they're dealt. So I don't know. Some, some try more than others, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. This is one and that I, I think, would consider like in trying. 
Yeah, and that and that's why I really want to check out Cemetery Man because that's everybody says that's his kind of masterpiece. Oh, so if okay. you know if it's if it's got more to offer than even Stage Fright, um, I think it's definitely worth checking out. And yeah, I think we got to keep an eye out for that to maybe do an episode on it because I've heard it's pretty pretty gory. I've heard it's pretty uh, um, pretty just pretty pretty all all around pretty great. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this movie is—I would recommend it. You know, I mean, I have my my faults with it, but I, if someone's looking for a, you know, our specialty, an '80s mm-hmm. Italian slasher, I have no issue recommending this movie. Um, especially for the music too. Music's great. Um, I recommend it for some of the the back half kills for sure. Um, the first, yeah. I mean, you know, they're all fine, but I just I can't get over the wasted potential of a good humongous pickaxe kill right to the eye. Yeah, um, it did start just, things I really off wish, I really mm-hmm. wish that was more gory, but you know, with the and the, what the world in the as in the state it's in right now, um, I'll let it slide. So that's pretty much my final thought on stage fright, aka deliria, aka I don't know six more. Yeah, I I really liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, it's a if you want a slasher that's a little different than the American slashers that were being churned out. Can't go wrong. Um, it's on, holds it's up. On Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime video. Eric, we have, to wrap up, you have uh, an, a nice mm-hmm. update, a, a very sexy update for this podcast that I'm excited yeah. to talk about. As this is dropping, so I, mean, I guess technically this drops on midnight. Well, this will be dropping Friday morning in the early. So Friday, I'm I'm working from home, and I'm putting the final touches on the first couple blade job youtube videos so friday we'll have two wrestling matches up with mine and steve's commentary over top um these are episodes that are from the archives uh i'm not going to tell you which ones yet but they're going to be two um of the what we kind of we're calling the blade job essential matches so, you know, everybody's, you know, we've actually, you know, some, got some comments about people saying they wish they could see it. You know, maybe they don't have the WWE Network. Clearly, you know, we're living the bougie life over here and watching it. But we're going to give the people what they want. And That's all this podcast is, is just giving people what they want, especially if it's Italian 80s horror slasher movies. Yeah, and stay tuned to that channel. I mean, obviously, like, subscribe, follow that channel because there's going to be other little goodies on there too. You know, we might, we might, we might have some fun on there with some uh, with some of the movies we've covered too. Maybe putting some just like kill compilations up or something. I don't know. We'll see. For free, it's the wild no west. Ads. Well, there free, might be ads no. on YouTube. I don't know how ads work oh. on YouTube. No, we don't. Well, do we have to choose that? I don't think so. I don't know. We're not YouTube know. people yet. We're, We're not YouTube people, idea. so you know you might get an ad, but you know know that it's not our doing. <laughs> please, for the love of God, please understand <laughs> that's not our doing. Know that we get no money from it. Yeah, exactly. Eric, it's been always a pleasure. I'm excited for yeah. that YouTube stuff. So, um, do you think we'll do a wrestling next episode? Yeah, you know, we should try, you know, we should try and do one of these quarantine, like a screen share, you know, let's, let's, yeah, we'll, let's talk off air and figure out a way to maybe do a trial run. Um, I mean, I'm not worried about the recording. I'm worried about more or less the screen sharing and seeing how that works. So with the power of Skype, now I can see you. I've never felt closer to you despite not being in the same room. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's very look at that, and I get to see that. But you know, best friend of the podcast, Cassie, bringing Taco <laughs> Bell, which is that's content right there. I'm into that. So yeah. All right. Well, well I guess that I think that's it, it for us. We'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, we'll try and bring some wrestling back. You know, it's been right. it's been overdue. People it need the overdue. people need the blade the the bloodshed in there during quarantine. Yeah, don't we all? All right, buddy. That's it for us. All right. Peace out. Take it easy. Stay safe out there. Your mind. One, kill her. Kill her. Find the key.